the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot Studios in beautiful Arizona, your car insiders. They work for you, not the dealer. Now you have personal friends for the car buying experience. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the road again. Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green. Good morning and welcome to your car insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name's Gary Green, and usually I'm here with my friend and business partner, Dana Southern, and we are your car insiders. For this week and next week, Dana's on vacation. Uh, he went away with his kids, so it'll be me by myself boring you guys to death, probably. You know, before we get started, very special thanks to the Earnhardt family of dealerships. They understand what it is we do for our clients. We are not salespeople. We are not a shopping service. We are consumer advocates. We're here to help you buy a car. And with that being said, if you get up and you have some questions about buying a car, please feel free to call me. But one of the questions really can't be is how much do I think a car's worth? How much do I think I can buy that car for? As I stated earlier, we're not a shopping service, okay? And there is no rhyme or reason to car deals. There is no rule of thumb to a car deal. I personally was involved in a car deal on October 1st that never in one million years would I have thought I got the discount that I got or get the dollar amount for my trade. And I've been doing this 30 years and they even surprised the living daylights out of me. But the statement that was made to me while I was at the dealership was, we called you. We asked you to come in. We knew you were interested in the car. We will do whatever we need to do. We are six car deals short of a quarterly bonus. So I got lucky. I don't think I'd ever see a deal like that again. But I always say that, and I, I always get surprised. But you know, lately what's been what's been happening, and it's kind of funny, is you know, clients think that we've helped them before, and they're going to walk into the dealership and just drop our name and buy the car. Okay, you're not going to be treated the same way that you would normally be treated, and part of that has to do with me. Okay. I had a dealership call me the other day and said, you know, hey, customer came in and dropped my name. I've helped the people buy two cars in the past. And I said to the general manager of the dealership, said, you know what? They didn't call me. They don't want my help. You know, they're, they're not my client. They're yours now. You can do whatever you want. Okay. And it's unfortunate. But it actually made me feel good that people think that Dana and I's name, name, our names carry enough weight that if they walk in, they're expecting to get special treatment because they drop our name. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm not, I, I don't care what people do. I don't anymore. But the funny thing is, is there's so many good people that we get to help that every once in a while you get the bad apple and, or the 
person that thinks they're going to outsmart us and they're going to to beat us by having us give the information. Well, I'm done on the information side. And uh, But, you know, you have questions, be happy to answer questions, guidance, be happy to do that. But you're not going to call me and say, how much can I buy this car? What's the best price you can get? That's not what we do. If that's what you want to do, there's a whole bunch of car dealerships in town that you can call them and get that information from. Well, enough of talking about that. One of the things that's been really prevalent in the car business lately is you see all this talk about used car prices being at an all-time high. And that doesn't have to do with supply and demand. What I, what I feel it has to do with is the way that used car dealerships are advertising and selling used cars. And what I mean by that is we have gotten to a point where car dealerships do not negotiate on used car prices. Car dealerships have no intentions of selling the used car for what it's advertised online for. That being said, I went to, like I was telling the listeners lately, is I look on the internet for stuff, and my wife actually brought this thing up to me this week, and it's the Jalopnik. It's a website you can read things. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting, and it was an article from 11-2-18, and why won't dealers negotiate in pre-owned cars? And this is from Jalopnik's resident car buying expert and professional car shopper. I get emails, lots of emails. I've decided to pick a few questions and try to help out. This week we will discuss dealers not negotiating on used cars, paying for a private purchase from far away, and the disappearance of certified A6 inventory. First up, why dealers won't negotiate on used cars anymore? I recently was in the market for a UCN Limited Premium All-Wheel Drive, a 2015 or 16 model year. To my dismay, no dealer was interested in entertaining offers. It was list price or nothing, maybe 100 bucks off. Everyone told me that they do not haggle. Do I have CarMax to thank for this? This is the Boston area's dealers. I ended up finding my van in Connecticut at a Honda dealer that had it in in stock for over 90 days, and it was priced to sell. Second question is, what's with the reconditioning fees and VIN etching fee? Like I said earlier, I'm agreeing with everything this guy's talking about. Dealerships have no interest in selling the used car for the advertised price because it's plus any reconditioning fees, and it could be any dealer-installed equipment. Used car pricing and the lack of movement on it is one of the biggest sources of frustration right now for buyers. We have been trained for so long never to pay asking price. Is that when faced with a number of dealers selling pre-owned cars who are not budging from asking price, folks are thrown for a loop? I helped a young lady a couple of months ago buy a brand new Ford Explorer. She found seven used vehicles. Not one of the seven used vehicles was she able to buy or was I able to get a price that was lower than what it was advertised for. I've covered this topic in much greater detail in a previous post as to why there isn't much room to budge on used cars anymore. But to better understand used car pricing, you have to look at it 
kind of like real estate. When determining a home's value, a real estate agent doesn't look at some third-party website. They use comps and comparable properties within that region. Here's why you shouldn't expect a big discount on a used car. The Internet has changed the way cars are bought and sold. It's now a lot easier to figure out. It's now a lot easier to figure out who's the best deal on a new car, but used cars are more complex. A lot of buyers get frustrated when they run into walls asking for large discounts on used cars. Here's why that happens. I've mentioned in several previous articles that used car shopping is more about finding the best overall value on the market rather than focusing on the largest discount off the asking price. I find myself fielding a lot of emails where I end up explaining what a dealership's that's holding firm on their asking price or not only offering a small discount is not in fact ripping them off new cars simply have more wiggle room more deals more incentives more factory rebates better finance terms and much more options on the lot just to name a few this isn't the case with used cars but i'm going to add to that the most important thing when you're looking for a used car to me is not always the price it's finding the car that you want and if you're someone that buys a car and you keep the car for you know multiple years you never want to buy the wrong car for a few dollars okay online pricing comes down to two basic factors the market price for a given vehicle and how consumers behave when shopping online anytime a dealer lists a car for sale that listing is competing against all other listings in that region on a similar car with a similar set of parameters so if a dealer wants to sell that car quickly they need to price their vehicle within the market range or they need to post an post an aggressive price compared to the rest of the field that's that thing when you look at car gurus and it's says good, poor, fair, great price. The cars that have the great price usually have the biggest disclaimer where the price is going to change the most. For example, here's a sampling of listings for a certified pre-owned 2016 Mercedes-Benz E350. You notice that all the cars fall around the $35,000 mark. Several years ago, Experts would have told you there was a lot more negotiation in pre-owned vehicles because there is more profit. While that may have been true, dealers are placing listings on third-party websites. Look at this. What did I just say? Like AutoTraderCars.com and CarGurus. Can't really afford to put too much markup on the cars. The price will no longer be competitive with the rest of the field. A car, if the car is priced way too low... That's sometimes a red flag. This speaks to the next factor in online shopping, which is consumers' behavior. Most people, when researching for a product or on a large website like Amazon, will find that they want and then sort by price to see the, which vendor is selling that item at the lowest cost. Unsurprisingly, people be the, do the same when they look for a used car online. If I ran a search for a 2016 Mercedes E350 with under 30,000 miles and sorted by price, the results would look like this. Now, one thing that's important is remember, when you're looking for a certified Mercedes-Benz, it has to be from a Mercedes-Benz dealership. Now, he has shown one, two, three, four, five, six vehicles. They're all priced between 34490 to $35,898, it's less than $1,000. No, I'm sorry. It's about $1,400 difference from the lowest price to the highest price. Uh, 
And the first one, I'm going to click on and see if I can see the car. It's not letting me do that. But this, all of them mention a Mercedes-Benz dealer except for the lowest priced and the highest price. Uh, but I'm assuming that they're just that Lober Motors and Okimo Soto Collection are both Mercedes-Benz dealers. When you're buying a certified car, it has to be through the manufacturer. Okay, we tend, what tends to happen is a buyer sees the car at the top of the list for just under 35000 They call the dealer and they make an offer of 31000 and the store refuses to budge off the asking price or maybe only comes down a couple of hundred bucks. The buyer then tries a similar offer with the next cheapest car to get the same results. The problem is that so many folks have been trained to never pay sticker price, they assume they have to get certain percentage off the asking price or they didn't get a good deal. While they may be a case for a new car, it's not true for a pre-owned car. I tell folks all the time, if a dealer won't budge and you have found the cheapest car in the area, that's the deal to take. Typical margin for negotiations for mainstream cars under the $100,000 mark is in the hundreds of dollars, not thousands. You may find a little more wiggle room in a grand or two in the upper end of the spectrum, but expecting 10% off the asking price of a pre-owned vehicle is going to cause a lot of frustration. Remember, you can reach me for the next couple of weeks, 602-525-1370. The most prestigious and coveted honor that American Honda Motor Company awards dealerships is the President's Award. The award recognizes the dealership teams who demonstrate superior achievement and customer satisfaction, new car unit sales value, and business management. Earnhardt Honda is proud to have received this prestigious award many times, and they want to show you why they're the top-selling Honda dealer in the Central and West Phoenix Valley regions. Earnhardt Honda's mission is to provide their customers with world-class service in every phase of the sales and service experience. 100% customer satisfaction is General Manager Joey Staples' goal. The staff at Earnhardt Honda participate in continuous training programs to improve industry and product knowledge and new ways to continue to provide top-notch customer service. Joey realizes that customers have a choice, and when customers like you choose Earnhardt Honda, you have put your implicit trust in them. Joey appreciates and is honored to have your trust. You can reach him at his desk by calling 623-463-4308 or visit him at Earnhardt Honda, located in Avondale or online at EarnhardtHonda.com. Monta Vista Cleaners has the latest state-of-the-art equipment and uses only the best cleaning supplies available. Family-owned and operated since 2001. They offer fast, same-day service until 9 a.m. every day on dry-cleaned items and next-day service on all other items. They are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So stop by any of our three locations, 210 North 59th Avenue, Suite 111 in Glendale, or 8345 West Thunderbird, Suite 104 in Peoria, or 777 East Thunderbird Road, number 105 in Moon. Valley. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. 
My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Welcome back to your car inside of the 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green, and I'm missing my vacationing partner, Dana Southern, and you can reach me at 602-525-1370. You know, another thing you have to consider when you're looking at a used car, when you're looking at, a, at a certain vehicles, the difference in trim levels, and I shouldn't say mo- trim levels, models with different equipment, can be as as much as $20,000. You know, I always jokingly say you can buy a Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo and it's got a 30-some-odd-thousand-dollar MSRP or you can go look at a new Trackhawk and it's got a $99,000 MSRP and they're both Jeep Grand Cherokees. In the case of the Mercedes-Benz, the, that was the lowest on the list, the lowest MSR, the original MSRP on that car was almost $64,000. A buyer may find another Mercedes elsewhere that has a slightly lower asking price, but when they check the spec sheet, they find out the original MSRP was dramatically lower as well. Finding the best deal on a pre-owned vehicle is way more time-consuming than getting the lowest lowest quote on a new car. has less to do with your ability to haggle and more about skill in analyzing various factors to see which car represents the best value. As I stated earlier, you buy the car that you want, not necessarily based on the price that you want. You know, a lot of the manuf- a lot of these dealers, CarMax is one of them. AutoNation, Carvana, they do not negotiate prices on vehicles. Uh, my understanding is that when AutoNation prices a car, there's a, sh- a sheet that goes back and they, they, they send out a, a report every day that shows the used cars that were sold and they better have been sold for the asking price. And if they weren't, why weren't they? I'm not necessarily saying it's a it's a bad thing. To the one price shopping, a lot of people feel comfortable with it because they just feel that, hey, it's easy. I go in, buy the car, I leave, I'm done, you feel good about it. The most important thing I will always tell anybody, are you happy with the car that you bought and are you happy with the deal? Because as long as you're happy with the deal, it doesn't matter what the dealership made. I remember when I sold used cars, sales, you know, customers would say to me, well, what do you own the car for? It's none of your business. Okay. You can't put a price tag on how much profit a car is going to make. Now, I'll never forget. I had a used car manager that told me that that car deserves to make more money. He's not paying enough. And I went out to the customer we spoke, and he didn't buy the car at the sales manager's uh, offer. And we 
went back and forth a little bit and nobody budged and they left. And the next day when I called the guy, he said, hey, I just want to let you know I left your dealership, went to another dealership and bought a car. They were willing to haggle with me. And the funny, ironic part about it was we didn't sell that car for another four weeks and it was for less money that the guy offered four weeks before. My adage in a car deal was as long as the car deal made sense, it didn't matter how much you were making. As long as nobody goes broke making a profit. Uh, it's, it's one thing that you will know is, I'm sorry, one thing you won't know when you're looking online as to what used car dealerships or what new car stores will advertise a used car and negotiate from the price and what ones won't negotiate from the price. Here was another article on Jalopnik and, and car buying. Car buying. Dealership caught taking customer's Corvette on a 90-mile-per-hour joyride. <laughs> I think it's telling that all of us here at Jalopnik were going back and forth whether or not to write, to write up on this. I think in telling that all of us here at Jalopnik were going back and forth, mostly because we had seen so many worse videos of dealerships abuse, but that's just us being jaded. Really, it's worth calling out all these examples of dealers joyriding in customers' cars because maybe then they'll stop. Maybe. The car in case was John Martin's 2016 Chevrolet Corvette Z06, which had to go to the dealership, Tyler Chevrolet in Niles, Michigan, for an airbag recall. And here's how GM described the issue in the required fix. Recall number 2016007, date issued September 8th, 2016, frontal airbag and pretensioner, non-deploy, recall description, General Modus has decided that a defect, blah, 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 in the following vehicles, blah, blah, blah. There's an increased risk of injury to occupants in a crash. Safety risk description. Uh, repair description. Okay, so it's pretty straightforward and an easy fix. Just reflash the SDM computer and some new software. There's no mechanical fix required at all. It's just software. Martin informed us that the car had no check engine lights or any other mechanical issues. One thing the car did have was a valet mode that uses a front-mounted camera to record when the car is being driven and superimposes other data on the video stream, video stream like speed, RPMs, G-Force. It's a fun way to make track videos and also a good way to find out if the service tech is doing anything up... Um, toward or with your car. Here's the video it captured. I can't obviously. And yep, that's it. 94 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour speed bump. Speed zone, not speed bump. I know airbag recalls are important and crucial, but I'm not sure that's a requirement to drive a car at speeds to see where you subconsciously become really thankful airbags exist to test out that everything works. Marcel, Martin also told us other issues he had with the way his car was treated by the service department, including a 3,500 RPM rev with a cold start, second gear pulls to redline, and the leaving of a Tupperware container with some lunch remains in the car. They spoke with the Tyler Chevrolet service manager about the incident, asked why a road test was even needed for an airbag reflash, especially at a high-speed test. The gentleman told me that they routinely road test cars before it goes back to the consumer, which seems reasonable, but for the high-speed part, he told me that sometimes they need to warm up the tires to make it ride smooth. And I kind of agree with the guy where he says, I'm not sure I buy that.
He did agree that the speeding was excessively and by no means their normal procedure. And the tech that was driving the car has been reprimanded and that they've apologized to the owner and done all that is required. The funny thing about it is at the end of the this article, they actually had the nerve to ask the guy if he was going to come back and use their service department anymore. The other disturbing details such as the dealership misrepresenting the miles on the vet after it was returned. They listed 7813 when it was actually over 7820. Folks, that's a really important thing to look at. When you drop your car off, you should write down the miles on your odometer. When you pick up your car, you should write down the miles on your odometer. And then on the invoice that you receive, it will say miles in, miles out. Now, I once had an instance. I've had a couple instances. I've owned a lot of cars with having issues at car dealerships and service departments. I had one issue where when I brought, picked my car up, all of the track application settings were now set in my car. Remember, we're your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. You can reach me at 602-525-1370. Earnhardt Lexus customers drive the finest vehicles in the world and have equally high expectations from their dealership. We invite you to visit the all-new state-of-the-art facility and experience the pride that every Earnhardt Lexus associate takes to provide quality service to their clients. Earnhardt Lexus, you'll find more than just a vehicle. You'll find people who know how to take care of a Lexus, and even more importantly, how to take care of you. Now located in the heart of Phoenix at 800 East Camelback Road, Phoenix, Arizona, 85014. Larry H. Miller Nissan's general manager, Bill Brixey, is committed to helping you find the new or used vehicle you've been searching for. Whether it is new or used Nissans or new or used cars from the top manufacturers, Bill can help. But here is the Game Stopper. Bill's finance staff offers expert advice to those seeking a great deal on a car or lease. Larry H. Miller Nissan has a top-notch service and parts department always willing to help you with your Nissan. Larry H. Miller is located at 2025 West Riverview Auto Drive in Mesa. Nobody likes to be in debt, and that's why it's usually not wise to borrow money. But if your air conditioner calls it quits in the middle of summer and you don't have cash on hand, what are you going to do? Mike Aliyah here again from Benefit Air to give you the best solution to a difficult problem because sometimes we have to make tough choices in life with money issues and we need all the help we can get. Because Benefit Air is a trained comfort specialist dealer, we have access to financing terms that other dealers can't even come close to. What if you could get a brand new train system complete with a full 10-year parts and labor warranty for a low monthly payment? And what if a large portion of that monthly payment would be offset by the savings in your energy bill? And what if the energy savings over the life of the system was actually equal to or more than the cost of the system? At Benefit, we want to help you out of a tight spot by offering payment options that are affordable while providing you with a wise investment that can save you money for years to come. Call Benefit today to find out more about the financing options for a new high-quality train system that you can afford. 602-840-9229 or visit us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air. Hey guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cord. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. 
But the love from his kids is totally apparent. Ooh. See, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Now, here's the funny thing. The last part of this article was the updated 4.30 p.m. They had gotten to speak to the Chevrolet dealership, and the biggest concern the Chevrolet dealership was they were basically telling the client that the Tupperware was in the car when he dropped it off, that the the technician eats at Burger King every day, so the Tupperware must have been his. If that's really what the dealership's going to focus on, probably not a place I'd want to go. Now, there are certain things that car manufacturers do. One of them is a recall, and one of them is a service bulletin. And in 2000, I had a 2000 Corvette. And it's not a common practice to have to put a quart of oil in your car about every thousand miles. And I don't abuse my car. I don't do, you know, 6,000 RPM second gear shifts. I, you know, I treat my car because I want my car to treat me right. So I spoke to somebody, Chevrolet got involved, and it turned out that there was no recall for the issue, but they had had the problem before, and it was called a service bulletin. So they had taken my car into the service department at the Chevrolet dealership that I worked that was next door to the dealership I worked at, but it was the same dealer group, same owner. So I walked over one day just to take a peek at my car, and I guess what they did was they drop the oil pan, and they do some work on the car to change the oil consumption rings on the pistons. And I happened to be with one of the service guys, and I walked into the back to look at my car, and he, service, the service guy was didn't know what to say. Here's my Corvette with the two front tires off, on the ground, the car up on the lift, maybe three feet up so that the tech is not bending over the car. He's kind of working in the car and he's got an air ratchet that he's working with. And the top of the fenders and the side of the fenders on my car look like zebras or tigers. He had not put covers on the fenders, those rubber things that you put on a fender cover, fender protector to keep the car from getting the marks. And the technician's answer to the service director was, well, customers don't come back here. They don't see this. And the service director was like, you need to work on someone's car just like you would if they're standing right behind you. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we had the tile cleaned in the house. And I laughed because wherever this guy went with the hose, he put a protector on the doorway that wrapped around the doorway. So if the hose hit the doorway, it was there was a pad. Had furniture delivered. I'd never seen this before. The guy had a five-foot-tall bolster that he put 
on the doorway of the house so that when he pushed the furniture through, it was against this thing. But I was kind of laughing because they only put it on one side and I'm watching him slide this leather couch along the screen door side where it mounts to the house. And I'm just waiting to hear the tear. And I guess it's, you know, not the first time they did this. I can guarantee you this. If I'd have done it, I'd have ripped it. He did it. He didn't rip it. Folks, you remember something. No matter what you're doing, whether you're buying a car, whether you're buying furniture, whether you're doing this, whether you're doing that, you know, I, I get a kick out of buying stuff from good salespeople. And when we bought the furniture a couple of weeks ago, we bought an American Furniture Warehouse off of Bethany Home in the Loop 101. If you live in Arizona, you know where it is. If you drive past it, you can't miss it. Giant, giant. And it's a great, great store. One thing that I don't believe they do is they don't discount. Now, what I laughed about was a lot of the furniture that we bought was actually furniture from another store's manufacturer that they sold for about 30% less than the actual manufacturer's retail store sold the furniture. And the way we found this out was we were missing one piece of furniture. So we went over to this furniture store to look for a futon. Hey, my mom's no longer with us. I want to take the bed out of the uh, her bedroom. It was kind of a separate apartment. I want to put a futon in. Didn't find anything that we really liked but in, in any of the stores. But it was just kind of funny that when we walked into this store, we found the exact furniture that we had, and it was close to 35% more expensive. If you're looking for furniture and you want a great deal, American Furniture Warehouse, you can't, you can't go wrong. Now, the sad part was we probably had six salespeople come up and say hello and walk away. If you have any questions, my name is. If you have any questions, my name is. Well, all of a sudden, Ramon came up, and Ramon said, while we're looking at this, can I show you a couple of things? Remember, we'll be back after a short break, and you can reach me at 602-525-1370. We're your car insiders. Welcome to Rodeo Ford, located in Goodyear, Arizona at 13680 West Test Drive. Rodeo Ford is proud to be one of the premier dealerships in the area. From the moment you walk in their showroom, you'll know their commitment to customer service is second to none. They strive to make your experience with Rodeo Ford a good one for the life of your vehicle. Whether you need to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Ford, you've come to the right place. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Welcome back to your car insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green and very much missing my 
wonderful friend and business partner, Dana. I hope he's having a great time with his family. Remember, you can reach me at 602-525-1370. You can always reach Dana at 602-679-8324. We're your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Very special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located at 8801 West Bell Road in Peoria, Arizona. You know, it, it, it's hard to do the show by yourself sometimes. And I was talking to Jeremy during the break. It's it's hard because you have to read stuff or you have to tell stories. So I hope that my stories aren't turning into bedtime stories where you're falling asleep while I'm talking. And I always equate things to the car business. And I had an issue, and it's been kind of funny. It's been an ongoing thing for a couple of months now. Leaks in my drip system. And it's it's one of the things that makes me crazy. I can't stand puddles. And I have pavers from the front yard all the way to the backyard, and they're concreted in. And the only way to really get them out is with a crowbar, a chisel, and I have a new toy. It's a four-pound sledgehammer. And what I will tell you is my left thumb hates this thing because it has hit my thumb a couple of times too many. And last week we had a guy come out to trim the trees. And I kind of laugh because do I know how to trim trees? Absolutely. Do I have the tools to trim the trees? You know, I actually do. I don't have a chainsaw. I don't trust myself with one. But the funny thing was this. When I say I know how to trim a tree, sure, I know how to saw a branch off. But there is an art and an understanding that you trim trees at a certain point on the branch. And if you're going to cut a branch that is got a live growth on it, you cut just in front of that growth. You leave the part that's got the growth. So I always laugh whenever I'm in the backyard and I trim a little stuff. My wife always looks at me and says, you cut too much off. Why'd you cut that much off the tree? And I'm thinking to myself, I filled a waste paper basket. You know, the trash can from the, from the kitchen. I filled that with tree trimmings. Sometimes I'll do a little bit more. Well, I kind of laughed because these guys showed up the other day and they pulled up in a big truck with a flatbed on the back of it with sides and a canvas top and attached to the back of it was this chipper. And I kind of laughed because here's these guys up in the trees, climbing over the neighbor's fence, cutting this, cutting that, trimming this off the back of my neighbor's back. I have giant canopy, pecan, birch, whatever kind of trees are there, just big trees. And when they were done, I could actually see sunlight through to the ground. But I walked out front and the pile had to be 30 feet long. 12 feet wide by about five feet high. And I'm laughing that I get in trouble for filling the garbage can trimming. And my wife gladly paid for them to do it. And I was glad they did it. Now I've spent the last couple of days uh, looking out back and seeing a great job. And I don't really plug other businesses, but you know, I'll tell you something. It's uh, it's kind of weird that, They did such a good job, and I shouldn't say that's weird, but they actually called, they sent my wife an email, wanted to make sure, were we okay, did everything look good, blah, 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 
and it's just it's just nice to do business with people you like. And it's the way that I, me and Dana work. We can go anywhere to help somebody buy a car. But what you have to look at is our point of view. I don't take you to a dealership because that dealership's going to pay us. Dana doesn't take you to a dealership because that dealership's going to pay us. We go to a dealership because we don't need the practice and we don't need the brain damage. Now, I had a wonderful phone call from a gentleman that's a very good listener to the radio show, and I really appreciate it. And he mentioned that he knew the general manager of a dealership. Well, it's a dealership that I personally did business in 2006, and it was less than a stellar experience. My girlfriend at the time, who's my wife, wanted to buy a 2006 Windvale Blue Ford Mustang. At that time, I had the ability to go to the auction and pay cash for one, and rental car companies were renting those. So every time I was at the auction, I would call my wife, my girlfriend, and say, hey, honey, I'm at the auction. There's a car there, blah, blah, blah. It's got 12,000 miles on it. We're going to buy the car. What color is it? It's red. I don't want a red one. I want a Windvale blue one. What I was trying to explain to her was she's buying the car. We're not married. But I'll buy one, I'll pay cash for it, I'll sell it, and whatever I make on the car, I will give her the profit to apply to her new car. And at that time, not like now, with the used cars, you could make 1500 bucks buying cars at the auction. Those days are long gone. At least I think they are. Well, finally one day I gave up and I said, you know what, let's just go to the dealership and buy a brand new one. So we showed up at the dealership and I agreed to buy the car and I told the guy really simply this, I'll buy the car if we can buy the car for invoice. And there were no rebates, no nothing on the Mustangs in 2006. And we bought the car and we went into the finance office and it was a horrible experience and I got up and I walked out of the finance office and the finance manager looked at my girlfriend and said, is he coming back? And she says, well, I don't think so. Because I was so tired of this guy lying to her and I just couldn't take it anymore and I just walked out now he finally agreed to everything that I asked him to do 90 minutes after after I asked him to do it and the reason I didn't leave was because I didn't want to leave with my girlfriend not having the car that she went there to buy because she wanted the car but she actually understood that you need to understand something if I don't buy this car right now at 9 o'clock in the morning tomorrow, there will be one in the driveway because he'll show up at a different Ford store that he knows has the car and he'll buy the car there for me and it'll be in the driveway at 9 o'clock in the morning. So either do what he asked you to do or don't. Now, my wife's become, we've been together a long time, she's actually become the... She's a great, I call it, you know, dog and pony show. She understands now when we go shopping for something that we don't always agree. But sometimes you have to agree to disagree and agree to not be on the same side because sometimes that helps you get a better deal. If you go to a dealership and you're look walking around and you only want a charcoal gray car and all of a sudden you see one in bright silver or in that new cement color that Toyota calls it, uh, it's a thunder gray, it's, it's a really cool, almost looks like a battleship gray color, 
Uh, I wish they had one when I bought my Challenger, but they didn't have that color and with the equipment that I wanted. You have to play off of that. If they do, if you walked in looking for something and you actually found something better, you want to use the verbiage. Well, that's okay. I might be able to live with that. Well, I can live with it if the price is right. If you're buying a car, if you're not having fun buying the car, there's something wrong. Now, when I bought my car, it was really fun. I was by myself, and I kind of laughed because when I got home, I guess when my wife said, do whatever you want, didn't really mean do whatever you want. But I was done. I was ready to get rid of the car that I had. I was tired of it. And, you know, she stays mad for, you know, 37 seconds. And then she gets, you know, to the point where, you know, I understand the car business. I'm never going to buy a car where the car deal doesn't make sense. Remember when you're shopping for that car, there's two ways to buy a car. One way's really good. And that's called logical. Okay, And the car dealership doesn't want you to be a logical person. The car dealership wants you to be an emotional buyer. Okay, And what I mean by that is they want to get you excited about all of the features in the car, all of this, all of that. You know, And I helped my friend's wife buy a car a couple of weeks ago. She had driven since 2011 an Infiniti QX56. So we went over, we drove an Infiniti QX56, she drove an Infiniti QX60, she drove a Lexus RX350L, and she drove an Acura MDX. And her husband was calling, well, what do I think of a Porsche, what do I think of a Jaguar, what do I think of a Tahoe, what do I think of this? And all of a sudden it dawned on me, I had helped a client buy a car last month, and we drove quite a few upscale premium SUVs in that size. Now, a new QX80 would have been only if she wanted to stay with the size car she currently drives. She wanted something. She decided to go down. So we actually went over to the Mercedes-Benz dealership, and she drove a 2018 GLE, and they had one in the color that she not necessarily wanted, the color that she liked. They had one in the color interior that she liked that happened to have the color exterior that she liked. And she really liked this blackout or whatever they call it, night edition, where the trim is black, there's no chrome on the car, the mirrors are black, and she bought the car. But the funny thing about it was every car that we drove before the Mercedes, nothing looked to excite her. Now, I will tell you this. If you're buying an SUV and you haven't decided what you want and you're looking for something in that midsize range and you are something that is technologically advanced and is not intimidated by a car and not understanding how it works and knowing that I can learn to work all this in a few weeks, that Lexus RX350 I got to tell you something, driving in a car when you say I'm cold and the temperature goes up, you say I'm hot and the temperature goes down. The car is really completely voice activated. And the biggest thing from looking at a new car today, if you're looking at the exact same car that you owned 
And in 2011 to 2018, the body style changed a little bit on the Infiniti QX80. So when they bought the QX56 in 2011, when they had first came out, getting one at Invoice was a great deal. Now, getting one in 2018 with the deal that I could get, with more equipment in the car, the 2018 was $4,000 more expensive than the same car they bought in 2011, because it was no longer having to buy one at Invoice. It was now there was so much money on the car, you could buy one with this big of a discount. And I don't talk about the discounts because you'll see discounts at 13 grand. You'll see discounts at 12 grand. You'll see discounts at 11 grand. It's what the dealer ads are. And a lot of these dealerships have dealer ads and they charge for them. But the technology in today's cars is incredible. This blind spot monitors, this cross traffic, the adaptive cruise control, uh, You know, like I said earlier, I bought a new Challenger and I really like the fact that it has blind spot monitors. Uh, I drove the car. I really liked it. But I got to tell you, the rear visibility out of the car is not that great. I'm really glad it's got a backup camera. I'm really glad it's got blind spot monitors because if I go to change lanes and there's somewhere I can't see them, a little arrow comes up in the car. Certain cars, when you're backing up, if there's something behind you, the seat actually vibrates. Certain things beep. Remember, we're your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. We're not monstrous fans of social media. Okay. I no longer have a Facebook page. I don't believe Dana has a Facebook page, but we might still have a Your Car Insiders Facebook page. If you feel the need to speak to us, the best way to reach me is 602-525-1370. You can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. You can go to our website. It's yourcarinsiders.com. There is a way to send an email with that. Uh, We... The easiest way, without a doubt, is the phone, 602-525-1370, and Dana is 602-679-8324. Be back next week, again by myself. Hopefully, I didn't bore everybody to death this week. I hope I, I didn't. I hope I didn't offend anybody with the beginning, but folks, we're here to help you. We're not selling you anything. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.